0: Hey guys, I'm your host Jamika and you're listening to It's Kind of Crazy with this week's guest Gabriella Spajic. Just a quick trigger warning for today's episode, we do talk about Gab's experience with an eating disorder. So if that's something that might be triggering for you, perhaps best to skip this one. <laughs> but American... College. Yeah. <laughs> you lived my literal dreams. I know. You know.
1: <laughs> it's like the movies, people. <laughs> oh, is it though? Um so I generally do say it's like the movies. Um, majority of colleges in the US are like the movies, I would say. Um, but where I went, it was like Marquette, Michigan, small town in the middle of nowhere, like the largest um closest city was green bay in wisconsin um Is that green bay packers yeah Yes. Nice. yeah uh, which was like three hours away um so our college was very like stoner chilled laid back very safe town that's why mom and dad were safe with sending me there because a lot of people before i left and um, even you know family members were like i can't believe your parents are sending you to the u.s like school shootings, blah, blah, this, that. And I'm like, dude, like, first of all, I, I'm an adult. I'm going on an adventure. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Whatever happens, happens. And not in the sense of like, you know, if I get shot, that's what happens. It's like, it's just an no. experience. Mm. Like it's, you know, I'm going to college and I've used my swimming to um, get over there. But, um, you know, I think going to college at northern michigan university is a different experience to what you see in the movies to what maybe like you know university of miami or like exactly usc or yeah any of those kind of big like did you have frat houses fraternities? so it's kind of funny like so you see obviously in the movies um the frat houses are like they're ev- that's the popular people you know like yeah the the frat guys and they're all so cool and um I don't even know what the girl ones are called. What are they called? The like again? Delta, Delta psi. Yeah. I don't Barbara. know. The girls ones. Like, I'm uh, not sure. We had. Sorority. Them. Sorority. That's it. That's yeah. God, you think I'm, yeah. did I go to college <laughs> on, in go. the US? No. No, because we didn't really have them. I guess Um, my university, we had just like a big emphasis on sports mostly. Yeah, so right. I guess you could say like they were the kind of like sororities, like all the kind of cool popular people were athletes. Yeah. Um. So you know we'd have parties at like the basketball house or the football house or like oh we're going to the hockey boys house um or like the track girls you know yeah um That's so cool Yeah but I think just because of where um location wise I went in the US that's why it was very different for me mm. so I didn't live the stereotypical college life by any means you know Yeah um weed was legal in Michigan like dispensaries everywhere like it's just a very chill town Yeah um Everyone was lovely, like, you know, you leave your front doors open, um, no it's, crime. A, it's a college town, right? A yeah,
0: lot, maybe? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, basically. It does thrive off that. Um, and in the summer, it's a massive tourist town. It's lovely. Oh, wow. Because um, it's, it's right on the coast. I didn't realise. No, it's not, it's not on the coast. It's not on the coast. It's not on the coast. So it is on Lake Superior. It's on a lake. It's on a lake, yeah. Uh, and then across the lake, like the coast. yeah, across the lake is Canada. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Is there so. just like border patrol in the middle of the lake? You know, I don't know how that works over there. <laughs> I'm not sure. Because it's a big lake. Yeah. It's massive. a big lake. Um, And then I don't know how many winters it froze over. I think. Com- like completely. Yeah. <gasps> Freezing. Was food. it frozen over when you were there? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Well, like during winter, like um, the beach is just snow. Um, And then obviously there's the lake surfing. So... The lake surfers, like all the old dudes, they've got like four millimeter wetties on, they've got booties, hats, and they come out like their beards are all ice. It's so um, not like waking, they're surfing. No, it's like, yeah, lake surfing. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they've got, it's mostly like, I guess they take out like bigger, like male type boards. Yeah. Um, Can't imagine it's pumping in Lake Superior. No, <laughs> it's not that big. Because like the the lake is obviously, um, it's not salt water. So the Ah, buoyancy is different too so it's very different to surfing in the ocean
0: did you do it no
1: No. i just swam in the lake freezing too cold really cold really cold
0: backtracking slightly yeah um how you said you used swimming to get into college Mm -hmm. at what point in doing swimming because i know you started quite young. Yeah. What point did you realize, or did you did you realize that that's what you wanted to do, that you could do
1: that, or how did the whole America College come about? Come about. Um. So I. It was about year ten. Um. I moved to San Susie Sea Devils. Mm-hmm. Um. And obviously, I met. That's um, your swim club. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. My swim club. Yeah. Um. And. I met like a whole new bunch of swimming mates and um and I met this um one girl and she was maybe I think two years older than me. Um, but she was either heading to the US or but she was part of our swim team um at San Susie and she was going to Nevada University and I was like, wow like and this was year ten and I'm like, I'm doing that. So she was a bit older than you. Yeah, she was a bit older than me and I'm like, I'm doing that. And I just kind of like said it to myself and and did it. Um, obviously not just did it, like there was a lot involved, but anyway, like I'd saw Caitlin at my swim club here and, you know, she went off to Nevada and I was like, I'm doing that. Um, and I got myself like an agent. Yep. Um, and basically they like set up an athlete sort of profile for me. Um, and you know, next minute I was having, um, Skype calls with like coaches from all different universities across the U S so I got, like, scholarship cool. offers from multiple different uni- universities. So
0: the agent just throws out your – kind yeah. of puts it out there. Yeah. Yeah.
1: yeah. Um, and I got, um, yeah, a few different scholarship offers from all over the U.S. And then basically it's just, like, who you mesh with the best um, over a Skype call. Like, how good the swim team who is. Who are you Skyping with, though? Our coaches. Swim coaches. Swim coaches, yeah. 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 Um, and then also if that university – that you're talking to like offers the degree you want to do. Yeah. Um. So at the time when I was looking, um, I wanted to do mechanical engineering. So it was a little bit like, okay, does the a bit niche, a bit niche, yeah. <laughs> um, does the college have mechanical engineering, and then do they have a good swim team? And they also, it was like I do not want to go to an all-girl swim team. So I was like, that's not happening.
0: So it was kind of about finding one that what just you fit want. everything.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's a, Yeah. Basically. Um. It's kinda of like funny, you know, a partner. Yeah. Really? They gotta tick the boxes, you know. <laughs> All the boxes. Exactly. Um But
0: you did have to compromise and you changed your degree, didn't you? Did I you change did. it before? Was that a part of
1: So what making did I the choices? I started off like I think I was just had thrown mechanical engineering out there. I was like, Yep, like that's what I'm doing, sweet. Um, and then I got there and then I don't know when it switched, but I was like, okay, actually I'm gonna do accounting. And then because like your first semester of like freshman year, um, it's more about taking like general education classes and um getting a feel for I guess what you want to do anyway.
0: Which is super different to here. Because I didn't realise that either until Mm. I had a friend that went over there and like their first year of college is not necessarily fluff. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah,
1: it's it's a great
0: way to put it. It's not It is. It's just. It's
1: kind of a bit more of like finding yourself, yeah, as well. And And it's like if you change your mind, yeah, yeah, then you know. And which I did. I changed my mind how many times? Twice or three times? I don't know. I can't count. And then that leads to I chose finance because (laughs) I'm great at numbers. I can't count. Um, so yeah, I chose finance mostly because I just wanted to afford all the cars I wanted. (laughs) That's why I did mechanical mechanical engineering at first because I wanted to like work with design cars. Yeah. Um, but then it ended up with finance. Did
0: you ever watch um, <gasps> Overhaulin? Overhaul. I've never even heard of it. Oh, there's a guy on Overhaulin. It was a show that I used to watch and they pretty much just ov- overhauled yeah. old cars and made them new again. Oh. It's an American show. Yeah. And there's a guy on there called Chip Foose, Chip Foose. who does the most incredible... He does all the drawings, I guess. Like the concept drawings of what they want to turn the car into. Yeah. That's just what made me think of that. Yeah. You should watch it. Yeah, that sounds interesting. It's old. It's like I watched this All the old stuff is funny though. Yeah. Yeah. So you chose that so you could buy nice cars.
1: So I could buy nice cars, yep. And I'm working in finance now.
0: (laughs) Working towards buying nice cars.
1: Well, yeah, like I told you, it's like with the Highlock Surf, it's, I guess, yeah, my job is paying for my car at the moment, my child. (laughs)
0: It's my dependent. Yeah,
1: so it's kind of turned out that way when you think about it.
0: I mean, living the dream. Yeah,
1: yeah. But yeah, so then ended up doing finance. I think I chose that my – I think I remember sitting in my freshman dorm looking at subjects and I was like, what do I want to do?
0: Yeah. So at what point here did you find out that you – I mean, that you'd gotten into – I guess do you apply to a bunch of them or because they're approaching you, you kind of just – End up you get sent,
1: them. yeah, like a scholarship offer. Um,
0: At what point in your year 11, 12 here did you know for sure that you were going?
1: I don't know. Do you remember when I? If I even, I, I, I don't. Off I, the my, I,
0: I, I, think it would have been later. Like
1: I think it was late year eleven. Yeah, like yeah. that
0: last term. Because I think is I remember. Year 12.
1: Oh, okay, no, because <laughs> that there's a thing in the in like the U.S. college system. It's like it's a massive thing. Like you sign your like scholarship offer. Like, have you ever seen like photos of kids at tables and it's like the table is draped with a certain tablecloth oh. of that university and they're like signing it.
0: I've only seen that for like kids that get signed for sport.
1: Yeah. That, and that's and what they, it is. Yeah. Gotcha. So, okay. I fairly sure it's an L I. Yeah. So national letter of intent to
0: sign your life away to
1: that university. Yep. Yeah, correct. Gotcha. And to the NCAA and all that sort of and stuff. And you did that? Yeah. Remotely? No, I just signed it at home. I just <laughs> printed it out. You did put <laughs> a tablecloth on the no, table, green no. and yellow? No. So, I remember that was in November 2015. So, that would have been in um, year 11.
0: Yeah, that would have been, right. That would have been that last yeah. term of year yeah. 11 or first year, of year, yeah. first term of year 12. So. Correct, yeah.
1: So, yeah, no, I definitely was, you know, going for gold in year 11. Um, and then you were like, well, this is great. Chilling then I just chilling during HSE. Yeah. Yeah. Because your, H- your ATAR mark didn't matter? No. They wanted like my raw marks of things. They didn't want like... The ATAR. The ATAR means nothing. It's <laughs> so weirdly yeah. rounded and yeah. scaled. And so I think they just wanted more like grades, but then that was like converted to their system of grades and... Yeah. Um, so, yeah. So
0: you, at this point, were you enjoying swimming Oh yeah, loved it. You loved
1: it. Loved it. Because how old were you when you started? I think mum just got us in swimming lessons like as soon as we could get in the pool. And I think I just didn't stop. Yeah. So whenever you could learn to swim, I think I want to say like around two or three years old that Uh you start swimming, you know. Um, I still remember like being down at South Cronulla Pool. You know how you go swimming um, when you're little in primary school, like with your School class, like, <laughs> yeah. to, yeah. And we were down at South Cronulla Pool and mum came down. Um, and I don't know if the teachers, like, said, oh, you know, like, write the um, the kids' names on the caps in permanent marker. So mum wrote <laughs> Gabriella on the inside of the, the swim cap, oh, no. put it on my head. <laughs> and then I think we took it I off for some reason. Going. Yeah, and I've just got Gabriella plastered across my forehead in permanent marker <laughs> and it's backwards too. <laughs>
0: what a story i still remember that um that's gold
1: yeah so just i've just been in chlorine for yeah not anymore now but you know for a while so
0: i loved it though you did love it i loved it yeah that's good i got dragged to the swimming pool i used to go there before school into the 50 meter pool which was cold yeah and then i'd cry blame you until my coach because i was just like skin and bone i wasn't muscly there was nothing Mm. of me and then you're it's in at six o'clock in the morning and I'm freezing Yeah, and then I would cry yep. and then she'd go, the coach would say, okay, to the 25 meter pool, which was heated, heated. and I would just breaststroke my way through <laughs> the rest of the morning. <laughs> it, was so, it was bliss.
1: Honestly, yeah. Like when you get that, that half uh, from your coach saying, yeah, you can go on the 25 meter <sighs> it, it like no better feeling because then you just wanted to stay swimming even more. Yeah. In my opinion, I just loved it, but. Yeah, that's cool. I was loving swimming, loving it. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And that obviously made the prospect of going to college more exciting because we just don't have that here. No, we don't. Like kids, I say kids, young adults. Yeah. You know, if you stuck into sport through year 11 and 12 and you decide that you're going to stick out with it, it's not really like you can do it like college, I'm not college, university, as they say in Australia. But I just don't think there's the, the same. There no, isn't. It's not, it's not the same.
1: It's not the same. It's not the same excitement. It's not the same, I guess, community. Um, you're doing the sport more for yourself than you are for a team yeah. and a college. Because the college in, in the US, they're rooting rooting you on. Like, they love it. They absolutely love it. Like, you get people a part of the community, like, from ages 30 to, like, all the yeah. old oldies living in the town. Like, they are walking around at the shops, you know, like in Northern Michigan, Wildcat, um, like jumpers like college. merch, Yeah. Yeah. Like, and the college merch is like around the town and stuff too. Like, um, there would be like big stickers on people's windows. And, um, so yeah, people embraced it. And I think that's why another, another reason why I knew like, I'm not doing uni in Australia. I just don't want to do that. And I wanted to use my swimming to get me over there. And I knew that, um, you know, I love swimming heaps, and I feel like I could do really well in Australia, mm. but I don't want swimming as a profession.
0: I was going to say, was that ever the goal? Never,
1: no, never. Um, I feel like I don't know. They, I would have, I guess, just been like driven into the ground here with swimming. It wouldn't been, it wouldn't have been enjoyable because I just would have been doing it for myself. Yeah. Which at the end of the day, you do need to be doing things for yourself. But um, having that.
0: So nice to have the camaraderie of yeah working for something like together yeah. as a team.
1: Yeah. And like at the end of swim meets, everyone would have lost their voice because everyone's just screaming the whole time. Yeah. You know, you're literally at swim meets in Australia. You can't be anywhere near the pool. Like the officials just yell at you and like <laughs> say bugger off, you know. In the US, you are right at the lane, like yeah. lane rope at, by the blocks, running back and forth, yelling, screaming, like you can get right next to the water. Obviously, you can't touch them, but um, there's just so more life to it. And I guess going to college in general, even if you weren't a part of a swim team, you're just there as a community. You're, you're away from home. You're with a lot of other um, students in the same position that are living away from home. And um yeah, it's just different. They just do that well, like I think that's one of the things that the US kind of just does well. Oh, uh, yeah, I was going to say just
0: maybe not just specific to college, but I think just that community and the camaraderie 100%. around sports Australians do get around sport massively, but mm. it just seems like minuscule compared to the US in, in a way. Different way. Because yeah. like if you look at a stadium for a college football game, mm. it would be bigger than a state of origin or an AFL oh, yeah. game here,
1: yeah. Like there, I'm fairly sure their college sports would be broadcasted way more than.
0: Yeah, you can watch. I, you, can watch like, you can watch them here. You watch them
1: on Ko. Yeah, and people love it. It's like the March yeah. Madness stuff. It's and it's yeah, it's insane. They just do it so well. That stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So you knew all of
0: Year Twelve. That you were not going to uni, you were going to college and that was the the vibe. Yeah. When when did you actually leave? Because it wouldn't have been till later the next year, right? Mm. Because I technically just because of the way the school
1: Yeah Yeah. Um so I left around It was like mid August, um, two thousand and seventeen. Is that a weird feeling, knowing you're leaving when
0: everyone else is kind of,
1: Woohoo, we did it, we finished school. Yeah.
0: Where are you going to uni? Yeah. Kind of leaving.
1: Yeah. I don't know. I guess I never really thought about it. Um, I guess because I had no desire to go to uni in Australia. I don't yeah. know. he's like zero desire just because it seemed quite boring to me and I wanted something different and I didn't want to stop swimming, but I didn't want to continue swimming here. here and go to uni here, but have it like disconnected. Yeah. In a sense. Um, and when I was... 10 or 12 or something like that I was always like yeah like I'm gonna live in the US yeah so me I too man yeah yeah <laughs> I know that's like one thing that we've got in common that um, is exciting because you can do it like yeah it's you just put your mind to it and it'll happen um, but yeah it was 2017 August um, I started I remember it was first day of class was Monday the 28th of August oh my god mum left the me uh, yeah, I do. I remember the day your parents. I, so
0: you left here. Parents and Alana went over with you.
1: Um, just Mum came with me. Just your mum. Yeah, just Mum came with me. Um, knowing nobody. No. Had you?
0: You didn't know anyone before you went. They didn't
1: introduce you. I mean, you knew your I'd coach, like, obviously. Yeah, knew my coaches. Had spoken to a, a few other um, people, like already on the swim team, just like over video call on Skype. Um, is that nerve wracking? I wasn't nervous and I don't know why. I or, Like, I just think back on it now. I don't know why I wasn't nervous. Yeah. I think I think I just because as well, like, yeah, like, Yanks love Aussies. Oh, yeah. So I wasn't worried about, like, not being, not liked. being liked or anything. Yeah. Um, and I think it was just, like, you know, a fun experience. I was just ready to, like, just start swimming and, yeah. like, go to school and, um, yeah. Because it's so tied in with,
0: obviously, you're on a scholarship, right? Or par- mm-hmm. partly on a scholarship. The – I didn't realise how academics are also quite tied to mm. – you have to keep up a certain grade, right, in order to compete? Yeah. Yep.
1: Yeah, wow. No, 100%. Um, so I got a full sports scholarship and then I got some academic scholarship too. But then to keep those academic scholarships and then to also keep on the swim team, or like stay on the swim team, you need to have – um, It's like above a certain GPA. I think to stay out of study tables for the What swim is the stubby thing? table? Study. study, <laughs> Study, study tables. table. So, if you, so like it's like a probation thing. So, first semester, all freshmen have to be in study tables. And freshman is your first year. First year, yep. S- sophomore, Second, junior, yep. Senior. Yep. And Got then it. you have two semesters in each, yep. obviously. Um, but your first semester of freshman year, you have to be in study tables. So all freshies, study tables. And then anyone else on the team that isn't a freshman. Um, and they have under a 3.0. Is a 3.0 be... good? Um, What's the highest? Yeah. Isn't it? F- Four. Four. Yeah. Um. So if they had under 3.0 then you have to be in study tables but essentially like i think it's like if you So <laughs> the study tables yeah shame it's very weird <laughs> it was the worst though we would just all sit there for like and it was on a sunday too on so you're sunday. most likely like hungover too oh. on a sunday at study tables
0: was there someone monitoring
1: what you're doing yes oh. like the coaches would like grill you um each Sunday, like, each weekend, it would be a different coach. So, like, either the dive coach or the head or the assistant coach. Um, But, yeah, like, you would be there, like, what time was it from? I don't even know. It was, like, three or four hours. And you just have to sit there in silence, too.
0: Oh, are you studying? Yeah, you're supposed to be doing schoolwork. Oh, right, yeah.
1: <laughs> but you do not
0: like to talk to each other.
1: Yeah, like, yes and no. Like,
0: no, they're helping me. Come yeah. on. Um, it's a group assignment. Yeah, legit. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's a group <laughs> assignment. um, But um, – because they could reduce your scholarship at any time. So you're not performing. The pressure. Yeah. Dumb.
0: I guess, like, a lot of people here don't realise – I think I wish I had realised earlier that I could have really stuck at a sport and kind of used that to oh, get yeah. over there. Because I know uh, – I won't say a lot, but there was definitely a few people around our area that did. Yeah. Um, And in hindsight, I reckon – I mean, I love what I, I love what I did, but I just don't. You just don't think of it as an opportunity. I don't think. No. Um, but then also, I guess you don't realize the pressure that comes with over there. Mm. It is bigger and it is better in the sense of it's community and there's events and you're traveling, but then there's also this immense pressure to yeah. to do well in competing, but then to academically keep up. Exactly. And then also. Party because it's mm. college. Because it's college, <laughs> yeah.
1: No, you need to balance a lot and um, you need to do well at your sport, but then you also need to get the grades mm. because you're there to also study, graduate, and like make a life for yourself. Um, and then I guess also, majority of people are away from home, living away from their parents. Um,
0: majority American, though, right? Yes, correct. Yeah. Because yeah. it's a massive thing for them to move in a state to oh, go yeah. to college. Yeah. Whereas here no, <laughs> no one no one goes, I'm no. gonna move to South Australia yeah. to no. go to university. Exactly. <laughs> Why? Yeah. Who knows? But it's just a rite of
1: passage kind of. It is. For it's Americans. like yeah. They're like, you know, which state, which college do you want to go to? Mm. kind of thing. Um Which is cool. Yeah, it is. I like it. it. Yeah. It it teaches you a lot, I think. Aussie kids need to get out more. I was going to say we don't, not generalizing everyone,
0: Mm. but I guess because we tend to go to uni around where we grew up or where Mm. we came from, you don't leave and you don't get the independence. Like you would have been 18. Yes, correct. Yeah. Yeah. So to leave at 18. Just left my own devices in the middle of the USA. Is also, you're kind of like, oh, I was so young, but I think, and you could attest to it because it was mm. your, your you, but it's so good for you. Yeah. Oh,
1: it is. have that independence. I'm so glad I got that experience. You, you learn so much on your own, um, especially just traveling by yourself, like being in airports and dealing with that, the amount of canceled flights um, and just stuff I had to figure out myself. Yeah. Because um, when there's and- no one to lean on, you kind of... no. You just find you
0: just got to do it.
1: Yeah, exactly. You just do it. And so I think. And it's hard and scary. Yeah. But
0: then you do it and you're like, oh. once
1: you do it, it's fine. Yeah. Um, Delay all
0: my flights. I've got
1: this. Yeah. And then, you know, they end up (laughs) putting you up, you know, in hotels and putting you on other flights or whatever. Like it all works out in the end anyway.
0: For sure. Yeah. So you got a dorm. I love, Mm -hmm. I want to talk about this. Dorm room. Dorm room. Is that what it's called? Yeah. And you share a room with someone. Correct.
1: Oh, so we had um, Imagine if you hated your roommate. Yeah. <laughs> that would actually sound
0: like well.
1: No. Um, no, I had Steph. She's the best roommate ever. Yeah. Ever. No issues, like So good. Yeah. I don't know. We were like blessed to have each other.
0: Was that a massive relief? Oh. you met your roommate and you were like,
1: oh Yeah, maybe you don't I think suck. so. Yeah it just works so well so quickly. Like I still remember the second time we'd hung out was the time that she picked me up from when my mum left me and I'm like crying. I've got <gasps> tissues. I think it was even just toilet paper. And like, I'm crying. I'm like, I'm so sorry. Like I've just left my mum. <laughs> She's like, that's okay. Um, but no, like Steph is one of the best people I've met in my life. And Shout I could not, yeah, I could not have gone through college without her Yeah, by any means. We were each other's rock. We did everything together um
0: I love that hearing that experience though of it is because obviously as we said it's so common to move interstate to go to college yeah. and then you get put in a room with this person and they stay. you stay friends with that person for yeah, life. yeah life yeah you know because I think I think this is how it works but correct me if I'm wrong mm-hmm. you have to live on campus for your first year correct and then you can first two years yeah and then you can move off Yep. Into a party house. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, well, each each college is different. Um, so NMU it was first two years. Um, but my mate Darren Dazza, he got off sophomore year. Who he sounds
0: already, Australian. Yeah. He's not Dazza. Dazza. He was
1: living in our sophomore year. I don't know how he finessed that, but I mean, it's Darren. He finesses anything. <laughs> um, but yeah, so yeah, Steph and I were like um, – we're, we're roommates, and then we shared a bathroom, but then that was also connected to another room with like two other roommates. So it's kind of like a, I don't know how to explain this shape. Interconnecting. Yeah. So you've got the rooms and then the bathroom sort of thing. Yeah. Um, so could
0: you walk through the bathroom to the other room? Yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Sick. Yeah. And is the dorm, is it just all girls? Is it kind of a mix of everyone? Mix of everyone. Yeah. 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 That's fun.
1: Yeah. No, it seems fun. Like, is there a curfew? Uh, it's, like, more, like, quiet hours. Right. So, quiet hours is, like, from 10 p.m. onwards. Who's enforcing the quiet hours? So, If it's your, a room full of college students. Yeah. <laughs> it's your RA, your resident advisor of the, that that floor. Is that a student? Yes, correct. Oh. Yeah. So, they got their own, like, big room at the end of the hallway. I think like
0: that's a really quick way to just be either liked a lot or disliked.
1: Oh, 100%. Yeah. Depending on how... Yeah. Freshman year, we had... Um, this guy named Gage, he was the best. And our room was next to his, which is funny. (laughs) He's so chill. Yeah. Um, And then sophomore year we had Heather um, and she was so chill too. She was like, she literally just, she was not being specific, but she's like, I don't want to smell it. I don't want to hear it. Just, I don't want to see it. That's it. She didn't say you can't do anything, but she's just like.
0: (laughs) She played her cards right. Yeah, yeah. I feel like they could just, if they played their cards wrong, I would power tripping oh yeah
1: and there were definitely heaps of those they're like, outnumbered yeah exactly you know <laughs> it get egged exactly and there's <laughs> that kind of, you know it's that type of person that becomes like an RA so resident advisor you know usually yeah um but we lucked out we got good ones yeah um but yeah because they get their like part of their like that. obviously they don't have to pay for um accommodation accommodation if oh. they are an RA um there's got to be a narc basically yeah <laughs> or a nap as we'd call them non-athletic regular people <laughs> so people who just weren't on sports teams <laughs> like because the swim like us our Enough. like each each like a sport team had a particular like designated seat or table in the um dining hall
0: stop it yeah
1: like there was the swimmers table cafeterias are real yeah
0: yeah um did anyone ever break into song and dance <laughs> no no, no high school musical.
1: No, even though we were the Wildcats, there was no. Oh song yeah, there. of course. Yeah. and I'm Gabriella. Oh my, and it's Gabriella Wildcat. the Wildcats.
0: Yeah, didn't find a Troy.
1: No, there was a there was a Troy in like a majority of my classes because he was like an accounting major. So obviously, being in the business school, you take a lot of the same classes, and yeah. there was that Troy. But he's just not. He was he was actually um the you know um. <laughs> You know <laughs> how they clean the ice, the ice hockey zamboni. From the zamboni. Yeah, he drive that. We, oh no, no, sorry, he wouldn't drive that. He was always one of like the people that would. He did work at the at the ice hockey rink or something, but he was always down there. Um, when we
0: went to the ice hockey the other day, yeah, <laughs> and the zamboni driver comes on, and we're like, because we're in Australia, obviously, it's as I said, it's not. It's not the NHL, it's just no. the Australian League, which is kind of more low key. But I'm like, what qualifies you to be a Zamboni driver? Could I be a Zamboni driver? Probably. Yeah. He was you just probably. Could. He was just vibing out. There were two kids, they were probably like yeah. in their early twenties. Had an earphone in, yeah. Kicking it. It's so fun to watch. Oh
1: it's yeah. satisfying. Because you can see like the water of the glistening going down.
0: I don't know. It's very
1: satisfying. It is. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe maybe
0: I could be a Zamboni driver in another could. wife. I can kinda of see you doing it to be honest.
1: <laughs> like but just laughing and Tipe giggling the, the whole time. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh I would. Yeah. Massively. Yeah.
0: You'd be friends with all the hockey people. Yeah. The hockey boys
1: were popular too.
0: Oh. But I like, think I get it. Oof. Bit intense those blokes. Oh
1: really? Yeah, because they were division one.
0: What is that? That's like the that's the top of top, college. Yeah. Yeah, right. Um, do they have that for swimming, or is that only for things like football? No, they have, So they have for all sports.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Um, but technically we were so we were division two. Um, in terms of swimming, we were like at the top of division two. Yeah. But we could also, we were also, could be ranked very well in division one. It mostly just depends on um, your. Football team and how much money you're bringing and you depends on your football team. And our football team sucked. Damn it. Yeah, they was they were back. Come home. on, Wildcats! I know. Our hockey was what? Obviously, because we're cold, in the middle of nowhere, yeah. like negative twenty five in winter. Who wants to
0: play football out in that weather?
1: Yeah, you know, like they all go south, like yeah. the southern states where it's hot. You know, um, but our hockey team, like they were so good, so they were in Division One. Um, they were bringing but, yeah. in the big bucks. Yeah, yeah. The crazy thing to me
0: actually is that college athletes. I mean, it makes sense, but they don't. They're not allowed to make money. They're allowed to make money off sponsorship deals now, I think, potentially, or off their likeness.
1: There, you're right. It's that likeness. It's the thing.
0: likeness thing. Maybe it's not sponsorship deals. It's things of your likeness. So I guess like yeah, posters and
1: yeah, merch. Because like the NCAA own you.
0: <laughs> wow. It's
1: just bizarre, brutal. Um,
0: especially because they draw crowds. Like the mm. amount of money, the amount of money that American colleges have is actually mind boggling. Because like we said, a college football game pulls a crowd like thousands. Mm.
1: Well, I mean the tuition of going to college in the US. Yeah. It's ridiculous.
0: Kind of tying back into the pressure thing of Mm. how much pressure is put on you as a college athlete. And you're obviously not taking for granted that you're a college athlete Mm. and the experience you're getting. But is the pressure whilst competing quite mentally draining.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I can just, like, just go straight into the nitty-gritty of it because it revolves around – there's a bit of a timeline to it, I guess. Um. Yes, it's very – there's big pressure. Obviously, especially if you're on scholarship, you're there to perform. You know, you're there for your coach to make their money to prove that the coach is doing a good job, that they're training you, mm. blah, 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 all that. And that rides on all the – athletes yeah it does um and obviously you know i'm an international athlete they brought me all the way from australia so they expect me to make nationals um place well etc um do well at um dual meets and just you know the typical normal um mid-season meets um and you know i love swimming so much i love training i always gave my hardest because how often are you training we are training every day of the week. <laughs> Monday. Except, yeah, <laughs> Monday. Every day except Sunday. Um, um, and, you know, it's multiple sessions a day, it's multiple pool sessions, and then we have dry land sessions, and then we have weight sessions. Around school. Correct. But then you also need to... Um, Eat breakfast and dinner. Yeah. <laughs> and, and live. You need to live and you need to study and you need to keep up these grades so you can stay on the swim team and then that you can also pass classes. and Because in the US, a pass isn't 50%. It's like 70% or something. Really? Yeah.
0: Wow, I didn't actually know but that. But then
1: their tests and stuff are easy. So <laughs> anyway, if you're getting 50%, you're doing something your brain's wrong. made of peanuts. I don't know. <laughs> um, But the pressure did get to me big time and it's still affecting me now. Um, so it, it kind of, I I guess I want to say, I don't really know what triggered it. I think it was just homesickness and trying to find, um, a way to control it. And, um, I guess if my swimming was still going really well, that would just be one control factor that was in place that was still kind of fine. And, um, I guess I developed like a very strict way with my eating because I was like on an athletic eating plan. Um, Which the college puts you on. No. So I got that eating plan um, from a dietitian in Australia here in Sydney. Yeah. Before you left. Yeah. Before I left just so I could like have everything in track and it was great. You know, it was Mm. a really good um, diet um, and it actually made me swim even better. So I got to the U S and I was swimming even faster. Yeah. I was at my best. Um, and so the homesickness came, um, and I think it started becoming a control thing and I don't know why, but then I started being really strict on my eating. Mm. It's very bizarre how it happened. Um, but then I just started eating less and less and like fine tuning my diet and excluding all these things. And then I got, um, I lost a lot of weight, um, and people noticed, um, but then I also had pressure from my coach. And then I think it was like, when was it? Um, the end of my sophomore year, it got really bad. Um, I really was not eating that much at all. And I was just swimming constantly. Mm. I think I was <laughs> definitely like less. Like multiple
0: training sessions a day. Yeah,
1: yeah. On no fuel. On no fuel. It was probably like 600 calories a day for like three months and, and then, I guess it's
0: a hard thing to hide it is when your sport is swimming and yeah you're in a swimsuit people can see that pool. you're losing
1: weight yeah and my coaches noticed and um they like pulled me into their office and they're like hey like we noticed that um you've gotten a lot smaller blah blah, blah. like we want we're here to help you and I was which I appreciated it all very much and um but I think if, when you have, and you know, by then two years in, I was almost finished off my year. I developed a full blown eating disorder. It mm. was, um, yeah, it was not good. And I obviously, um, my coaches had brought me into their room and I'm like, Hey, like we've noticed this and, um, I kind of just like broke down a bit and, um, they, it didn't really help at the time. Like they bought me like a box of food and stuff. And I'm like, that's not the point. Like, I'm not going to eat it. Um, but anyway, like, you know, they did what they they could to help me. But at the end of the day, I need to be able to help myself. Mm. Um, it needed to come from me. No one could tell me to eat at all. No, no one's advice. Yeah. But um, at the end of sophomore year, I obviously went home for the, the summer break back in Australia. and. Um, started seeing doctors because at that point i hadn't had my period for two years so i'd lost my period because of the eating
0: were you able to at that point kind of recognize I obviously they've approached you and Mm. you recognize it in that capacity but are you able to be that self aware and be like this is a problem or is it still kind of a denial
1: or both i was knew it's a problem as soon as i started doing it day one i knew there was an issue Mm. um but you and just
0: gets in your head right and you just Yeah,
1: cuz I wanted I wanted things to be done a particular way. Cuz
0: it is from I mean I don't know a lot on the topic, but a lot of the time it seems eating disorders manifest in a control. Yeah, it's all around control. Yeah. Which I guess when you're in a place away from home and mm. feeling lost. Yeah. That yeah. is hard. So you
1: came back here.
0: Mm. Was that hard seeing your – do your family know before you came
1: back here? Oh, they could tell as soon as I saw them. Yeah. That I was a lot smaller. Um, and then I think mum just wanted to take me to the doctors so that we could just, like, figure out the period situation. Um, and so I ended up going on, like, um, hormone treatment. So I had, like, special, um, like, patches that I – would have to wear and change like every was like three and a half days or something like that. They had to keep them in the fridge. And so I took them to the U S with me. They didn't really help heaps. Um, Well,
0: I mean, they're more for the period side of things, right? Less. Yeah. Cause I wasn't making
1: any, um, yeah, correct. Cause I wasn't making any women's hormones because one of the, all the exercise of the swimming and then, Obviously, when you lose a ton of weight, your body's like, hey, can't have a period. Like, you can't... Your body cannot support a baby. You're not not feeding yourself properly. Like, how do you expect to grow something in you? Um, I could just, like, write down on a notepad, like, the whole cycle of the eating disorder that's just happened. It's just massive waves up and down. Um, And I still have it nowadays. Um, I'm obviously not, like, tiny or anything. Mm. But it's more... um, the thoughts and the guilt around whether I can be eating something or not um so and I we I did go to my doctor and I'm going to be open about it like I don't care about uh, you know mental health needs to be spoken about um but um we kind of pinpointed it to like having like a severe sort of OCD with I don't I don't even know how to explain it but you know I'm on medication for OCD Mm. so and that help it helps so much um and i'd seen psychologists um i had a really great one in the u.s but obviously i can't ship her back here with me um sad but yeah so
0: i think no i appreciate you talking about it yeah. because i think people have a very preconceived idea of maybe what an eating disorder is or mm. it is all different shapes and sizes and mm. as you said now like it's something you still struggle with internally and no one would know like, yeah no really unless you brought it up with them yeah um so i guess you know people don't necessarily have to look like they're struggling
1: no yeah to
0: be doing it tough
1: yeah a lot of people on my swim team they noticed i was struggling because everyone knew i was getting smaller and people would say things to seth Mm. like you know is gab okay like um our coach was really pushing me at the time really pushing me and there was one particular swim meet where i just broke down because so i was in the worst events you could do i was in the mile the thousand the 500 the 400 i am and the 200 fly and i was doing all those events in like the span of three days and i was pushed to my breaking point at one swim meet um, i think it was a sophomore year swim meet um and i just couldn't do it anymore like yeah. and i had um, an issue with like circulation in my legs too. So my legs were like going purple a lot. I don't know why. I'm still, still a mystery to this day. But um, one of my friends on the swim team, like she went up to our coach and was like, hey, like you're killing Gab. Like she <laughs> is breaking down. She can't do this anymore. Yeah. And I had also, um, my grandma had passed away in November and this meet was in December. And um, my coach, kind of advised me against going home for the funeral so I didn't get to go home so no, that was another kidding. added thing um
0: respect to the girl who stood yeah. up and said something because that's yeah
1: hard. yeah um, you
0: don't want to step on like I don't know I don't want to say step on toes because it's really like she did the right thing but yeah. I guess the pressure of standing up to your coach yeah worrying if maybe you're going to say oh you know I don't want
1: the conflict but because I was not performing at the level I should have been um it was enormous pressure and there was a long time there where I just hated swimming which sucks right because you said that was like you loved it I loved it um my freshman year the first semester yeah and then I loved it um in my junior year the second semester so two out of eight semesters I absolutely love swimming six out of eight semesters I absolutely hated it I've never said that anywhere else before
0: and is that like totally not totally tied to but do you think the kind of mental struggle was a big part of those other six?
1: Oh yeah it was all eating disorder related yeah all mental health issues all of it so I enjoyed 25% of my swimming part of college.
0: Yeah. And I guess it's really hard because you're there for swimming. Yeah. And it's allowing you to be there.
1: And I'm like, I need to perform. Yeah. Need Um, to do good. And I did, you know, like I, I did really well. I've got lots of awards, like up in my room at home. Like I was a record holder. I am at all American. I went to nationals a few times. Um, I was on record breaking relays. Um, So like I try not to focus on a lot of the negatives and we won a GLIAC championships. Like, you know, I, you know, like the Bowl rings, like Mm. we've got one of those, I've got my last name on it. Like I did so many great things there too. And I like, I left a mark there at the uni and my name's up there for being an All-American and what's an All-American. So at nationals, Mm -hmm. if you get top eight in the final, you become an All-American. Yeah. Wow. So I got that in the 1650 freestyle. Wow. Yeah.
0: It's pretty amazing though to think that you can do all of those things when you weren't necessarily at your best. No.
1: And I, I always wonder like what I could have achieved if, um, if I guess I didn't sort of struggle. But I don't regret anything I did because I'm like learning from it. Hmm. And I've learned from it. Um, yeah, no, I, I really do wonder what I could have achieved. Because I remember there was a certain period of time where, like, my 200 butterfly time was, like, I think I was, like, fastest. I was, like, always, like, top three in the US for it. Far out. And then the homesickness hit and then all of that just happened and it just went downhill. Hmm. Um. But, yeah. It is what it is. What are you going to do? Yeah. It's only another world.
0: And I guess you said, like, you learn it sucks. Mm. But sometimes you've got to go to the lowest of low.
1: No, oh, yeah, definitely.
0: And to learn, like, you'll never forget the lessons. No.
1: Not and at it all.
0: It makes you who you are. Yeah. And then you just hope that, like I said, I really respect you kind of talking about it because then you just hope that you can help the next person. Exactly. Who maybe doesn't have to get to that point. Um to to learn or kind of realize that
1: yeah and I always just hope that no one goes through stuff like that but I mean that's gonna happen yeah and you you can tell someone like um, about your experiences and your struggles but you know I guess sometimes it's something that some people might just experience hmm. um
0: and I guess knowing that you'll come out of it It sounds cliche, but things get better.
1: They do. They really do. And you don't think they are or they will. Because when you're in the thick of the shit, you're like, this is shit.
0: This is awful.
1: Yeah. And you're just, you're like, but eventually there will be, there will come a day where you're like, all right, time to turn this bus around. Like, Mm -hmm. it's time to like, you know, because it starts with you. No one else is going to do it. Um. No, last week I had a terrible week. I'm like, I don't know where this is going to go. Am I going to start going backwards again? Mm. Um, but I have definitely picked myself up this week. Um, and, yeah, I don't Glad know. You. Thank you,
0: yeah. Because um, it is and it's like, as you said, you know, you can have everyone in the world wanting to help you. Oh, yeah. But it really, like, you are the last puzzle piece to finish it if you really do want to help yourself. yeah. Which is so hard. Yeah. Sometimes the puzzle piece is lost. Yeah. It's under the table, on the floor.
1: Yeah. And I think as well, like, because you do say um, you have all these people that want to help you. Maybe that's what you just need to think about. It's like there are all these people there for you. And it's like, hard to it's hard to see that in the thick is. of it. Because you are, like, so selfish when you're in a bad mental state. It's just you're not selfish because well, you're neglecting yourself. But... um you're just, it's a bit of self-pity and such. Um, mm. Yeah. but
0: no, You live
1: and you learn. Yeah.
0: I was going to ask as mm-hmm. well, speaking about, you know, enjoying swimming for two out of those six semesters, but it obviously being something you've loved because you've done it your whole yeah. life. How was it the final, I guess, the final time you knew you were competing or like at the end of yeah. it? Yeah. I don't even know. Because, did yeah, you know, don't... have you swam since? I mean, obviously, swim. occasionally ish, yeah. At the, in the beach or at the ocean, yeah. in the beach. Well, not last in Saturday, the but the Saturday
1: before I did the the Shark Island swim with Jesse. Yeah. Sleep's fun. I love ocean swimming, open water swimming. That is good. Are you done with pool swimming? <sighs> yeah, I don't think I'll ever get back into like competing or anything no, like of that. No, I love like doing laps. Like, really? I love it. I need to be a mermaid. I just love being in the water. Being in the water yeah. is so natural to me. I have like, you know, butterfly is my best stroke and that's just comes natural to me. Like, yeah, no one can really do butterfly that well. No mates can. Exactly. And that's why I'm a I <laughs> Um, that's why I'm a yeah. Mermaid. Um, and I also just had like, my lungs are just so great. Like I don't get tired. Yeah. I hadn't swum in months since, um, since that, like last time that Jesse and I swam two weeks ago. Um, and the first minute I was like, whoo. Yeah. Like I was like, I'm going to struggle. The next two minutes I was like, oh, yeah, no, I'm fine.
0: Well, you if you think about it, you'd done it for, yeah, what, 20 years? Yeah. Sw- swam for 20 years consistently. Yeah. Not true. just leisurely.
1: No. Yeah, not that was not leisure. <laughs> Any of those trainings, not leisure.
0: <laughs> they were not enjoyable. Brutal.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: It's a lot, but I guess that's the... That's the darker side of mm. competitive sports that people don't too often
1: yeah, think about. Yeah, because people idolise like sports people and because it's always about performing your best. Like you always need to be doing your best, right? But I guess normal people would just like us, you know, nine to five jobs. We're just like, you know, sometimes you make mistakes during your work, but you don't have the limelight or the spotlight on you. Yeah. You know, you learn from your mistakes. And sports people can do that and they should be allowed to do that. Mm. But they're not gonna swim a bloody PB every day. They're not going no. to get a try every game. And people just need to like get off their asses sometimes. Yeah. Like they've also got to keep their bodies in particular forms to be um I don't know. To be at their best. About. Like yeah, constantly. Exactly,
0: yeah. And it's very hard, I think. I kind of I've been speaking about this recently about musicians, how there's just been people who are like taking vocal rest, canceling shows. Mm. Louis Capaldi just canceled a bunch of his shows because he just, he said he just needed time, mm. which is commendable. And people get so mad about yeah. it. People are like, how dare Louis Capaldi cancel his shows? Yeah. I bought tickets, I was going to travel from here. And it's just like their person at the end of the day mm. and, you know, their whole life. Obviously, they're very fortunate to do what they they're do. Not Same with sports people. Like, very fortunate yeah. to do what they do. But it would be so hard to just to take a, take a step back and be like, I need to do this for myself. Yeah.
1: Because yeah. you're letting people down. And, and that's the thing. And at the end of the day, too, say if Lewis went ahead with those shows and then he didn't sing that well, then people would be like, oh, that was a wasted time. He should have just called off the show and rescheduled.
0: Yeah. Exactly. My you can't God. win. No. You can't win. So I think you just need to do what's best for yourself. Even though it's hard, especially with something like that. Because mm. you're if you're someone of, you know, even just, as we were saying, like just div one swimming or mm. <laughs> not just, but it is hard. It's hard to, it yeah. to recognize that you need a minute and to take it. Because mm. people are going to be upset either way. Mm. But then, you know, you just got to think, well, are you guys looking out for me? Or you just... Yeah, looking out for You themselves. want me to
1: perform like a monkey? Yeah, to an extent, yeah. My coach didn't care that much.
0: Which is sad, I think, because, you know, coaches are obviously... play a massive role in people's lives who mm. do sport, especially at that level. Yeah. You'd hope those are the kind of people that have the best interests of the player, not the game.
1: Yeah, I think... We were more just like money-making machines for her, because mm. she's there. That's she's she's coach. She's being paid. only um, had me for four years. She didn't create me as a swimmer either. No, which is the the big thing, um, and also
0: kind of back to the taking time for yourself thing. And like, people can't expect you to be good if they're not going to give you the breathing room to no better yourself or to. Just maintain your yeah. baseline yeah.
1: sanity. Like they need to provide their half of the deal too. Yeah. It's like be good coach. Yeah, like you're a swim coach, but think about what other things come with coaching NCAA athletes that also go to college. You're not just coaching ten year olds. Mm. Bubble bubble breathe. Like <laughs> <laughs> That's the okay, extent mate? of my swimming. These are college kids. You have a lot of international kids. You have mm. kids that have come across the country, they're away from their parents. What else as a coach, an NCAA coach, do you need to provide to They've athletes? They've kind of got to be that like, parent figure almost mm. they in do. terms
0: of having your interests, best interests at heart Yeah, because yeah. you don't have those people there for you. And yeah. at the end of the day, you're still in those very formative years yep. of making silly decisions oh, exactly. and learning. Yeah. And there's no parent there to do it yeah. for you.
1: And there are heaps of coaches out there that I know that probably do a really good job. Yeah. Um, but no more comment on my one. <laughs> Moving on. Yeah.
0: I was thinking about this the other day because you obviously left when we finished school. You know, leaving all your friends and everyone that you've made up until that point in your life mm. behind for four of the arguably.
1: Big years. Yeah. Like yeah.
0: super formative years of becoming who you are as a person. Yeah. And then coming back to here where you, you know, haven't seen people for four years or they ha- they're they not the people you've been making memories with. Mm. You've made all these incredible like lifelong memories with all these other people who then you have to leave again. How, how was that in regard, like both ways? Was yeah. it hard the first time and was it hard then coming back?
1: Yeah. It sucked both times. Yeah. Yeah. Leaving friends and family here. Um, but it didn't suck for that long because I went there, and Americans are so accommodating. Mm. They're like, "Oh my god, we love you!" <laughs> like, yeah, like they just everyone wants to be friends. Yeah, you know, which is great. Um, I think coming home that was really bad. Um, because I had spent an amazing summer with Steph and her family, didn't want to leave, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Fire!" I have to go home. Came home. Obviously, like during peak COVID lockdown here. Yeah, of course. I was trying to find, like, I just couldn't hang out with people. Mm. Um, and I was trying to find a job too. Because um, obviously, you know, I'd graduated, I was unemployed, um, then trying to find a job in my field. Um, and I did slip into a massive depression. It was bad. Mm. Um, and I was just lost. But now it sucked, like, trying to gel back into um, into society, but I have a great group of friends. Mm. Um, and you have a really good
0: relationship with your family.
1: Oh my God. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Which I guess is a key to your whole experience of going. Yep. hundred percent. Wouldn't have been able to do that
1: without them. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Um, no, they always encourage me to, to do things I want for the better of myself. Um, and they let Alana and I make mistakes and figure things out for ourselves. And, um, But, yeah, coming home was a big, big hit in the the chest. But I'm absolutely loving life at the moment. Yeah. And I say that, like, last week had a shit week. But I think I'm just kind of, like, realising now I don't need to say that I'm hating life because I had one shit week. Yeah. It's just, like, Gab, like, get over yourself, mate. Like, you're going to have... It's going to happen plenty more times. Yeah. Yeah. It sounds
0: silly. Like, obviously life isn't shit because you had a bad week. No. But I think people very often let it get the better of them.
1: They do. Hmm. And I have just always said shit happens. What are you going to do? Yeah. <laughs> you, like it's just life. It really just is. I mean the point where I'm in my life, I've learned so much about myself and I still have so much to go. I remember when I was like eight, I'm like thinking myself, how would I possibly know more? I am sure I know everything. I, Jamaica, dead set. I thought this. I, I'm like, I'm, I, I think I said to Mom, I'm like, I don't really know if I can know anymore. <laughs>
0: at eight years old, yeah. everyone.
1: Oh, my God. Like, that is the best hit thing You ever up Gab heard. at eight years old, man. Um, <laughs> How could I know more? I had an absurd way of thinking. Um, <laughs> Child genius. Yeah.
0: You're like, mum, you, 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 it's year four. I've got it all figured out. I've got all, wait, I really don't think I could know more. Sign me out. Yeah. I, I've got this whole life thing. Yeah. I've got it sorted. Don't like, you worry, mum.
1: Maybe I only had my red pen license at, at that point. <laughs> Two. The pen Gab, you license. didn't even have your, you couldn't even write in blue. Pipe oh, down. Pipe down. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that is the it was best. so
0: stupid. In the spirit of, you know, talking to people and Doing this, I want people listening to maybe just take a small moment out of their life to just think about someone else's experience, maybe learn from it, maybe just be like, hmm, never thought of it that way. Mm -hmm. You don't have to like it or hate it or have an opinion about it. But I like asking if there's one thing that you wish people understood more or were more aware of. What would it be? And I guess, you know, in the, the realm of your
1: experiences. Mm-hmm. Um, I think happiness comes from simplicity. It sounds very silly, but yeah, and I say that simplicity is happiness because I think I've always just tried to, like, overcomplicate, overthink everything. Mm. But, like, when I just kind of, like, let things go and I'm just simple – I think – I wish people just knew that, like, being kind, being simple is just all you need to know. Yeah. And, like, that's the key. Less is more.
0: Yeah. And I think – I haven't seen it firsthand, but you hear stories of people who are in living in poverty and have nothing. Mm. And they're so friendly and they're so happy and they just want to give you everything they've got.
1: Yeah. Because yeah. they're not, like, overfed with bullshit constantly. <laughs> We have too much stimulation in our lives. We just need to move to a farm, yeah. on a hill, by the beach, grow fruit and veg. That's what I want to do. I'll check back. Yep. <laughs> I hope I'm there.
0: <laughs> I'll check back in a few years. Yeah. Well, thank you. All right. Thanks, Thanks for I love and appreciate me, you.
1: Yeah, I love you too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah.